Hello, and welcome to the Graceful and Gritty podcast. My name is Sydney. I'm your host. I'm a wife, business owner, lifelong learner, and follower of Jesus. I was born and raised in Colorado and live here with my wonderful husband of six years. I'm passionate about people and have a knack for business. My hope is that we can learn together about doing life with grace and grit. We'll talk about all things life from faith and finance to business and balance. My prayer is that this will be a place of help, encouragement, honest conversation, and authentic growth. Thank you for joining me. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Graceful and Gritty podcast. I'm really excited to connect with you all this week. Hope that you're having a great week so far. Um, Apparently, technology and I are not friends, so when it works, it works out great, and when it doesn't, it's a mess, which for me personally is pretty much always a mess. Uh, It's most likely me, I'll be completely honest. I need to, like, hire a team of professionals to help me put this thing together, but uh, it's just a little startup. Uh, We're growing our little community here, and it's exciting, but we're having to kind of roll with the punches as they come along, so... I went to log in to the app on my desktop in order to record this episode, and it's not letting me, and I can't figure out how to get in, but I can get in on my phone, so go figure. It says that it's not accessible by that computer, so I don't know if something expired or what, but I'll have to sort through that um, hopefully this week and before the next episode, but... I still really wanted to spend the time with you this week, and I had to choose between either sorting out the the podcast mess or record on my phone. And so I decided I'd rather spend the time with you guys and then I can figure that out later in the week. So I'm excited to be here with you today. Thank you for rolling with whatever happens. I really appreciate you being here, uh, being listeners, being excited, sharing the podcast. This week's um, the episode I'm really excited about, the title is How to Be Exceptional. And it's really something I've kind of been mulling over in my mind over the last several weeks. And it kind of just came into focus as I was pondering it. I don't know about you, but I have a loud brain. So the loudest place on the planet is inside my head. And from the second I wake up till the second I go to bed, there's about a million thoughts all bouncing around. Uh, We, Drew and I, every so often, like six months, every six months or so, we pick a TV show to watch together and then we watch and like we're not allowed to watch it without the other person so we always just watch an episode at a time and this last uh, few weeks we've been watching a show called Chernobyl and it's a historical fiction but it's based on the events like the true events of the um, reactor that melted down in Russia back, you know, a long time ago. And so we were watching this show and they were describing the way the inside of a reactor works. And it's like all of these particles bouncing around off of each other until they collide and explode. And then that's what creates these massive amounts of energy. And it made me laugh a little bit because it made me think of my brain. Like I think of my brain as a nuclear reactor now after watching Chernobyl. And sometimes it does melt down, like something malfunctions, something goes wrong. But I've got all these thoughts going around all the time. And so sometimes when they come into focus and they come into clarity, I always try to jot them down. So I have sticky notes and notebooks and pens all over my entire house, literally, because that way I've got access to it. Every time I have a thought that really sticks out to me, I jot it down so I can go back to it again later. I even have waterproof sticky notes that I can put in my shower. (laughs) And I've got a whole page filled of notes. I've got to swap it out for a fresh page. because some of my best ideas come in the shower and I had to have a way to be able to jot them down. So I'm very excited about today's episode, How to Be Exceptional. Uh, But before we jump into that, just a recap of what's going on on the homestead. We've had a sea like this spring slash early summer. We've had so much rain, more rain than I can remember in the last few years. And it's been great. Um, It's been helping things turn green. I can see the earth coming to life just a little bit at a time. And it's beautiful. It even, well, so yesterday we had a freak storm come through. It was raining and hailing. There was flash flooding going on. Uh, My poor chickens. I've got five birds that are like, they're just different and they're built different. It doesn't bother them one bit. So they're out there splashing in puddles, running around, eating bugs. 
they loved it. And all the other chickens are huddled up inside the hut, like shivering close together, trying to stay dry. Very dramatic. And then, um, so it was a lightning, rain, hail storm. Uh, we had, the hail wasn't very big. It was very small, like rice-sized hail. So that wasn't too bad, which is good because we can get some pretty intense hail going through sometimes. And uh, it knocked the power out. So we had a couple power lines go down and the power at the restaurant got knocked completely out for like 40 minutes. And then the power at my house got knocked out for like four and something hours. So we were scrambling, trying to make sure we didn't lose product at the restaurant, that the refrigerators, we were keeping them closed. We were trying to make arrangements if we needed dry ice and metal uh, trash containers because you can add water to it and create like a super cold situation so we can put those inside like the walk-in cooler and the walk-in freezer to help hold temperatures for longer, help them keep uh, within the range of food safe. So we were trying to scramble and and do all these things last night. So it ended up being a very exciting (laughs) night. So that's kind of been, we've been dealing with a lot of just weather stuff going on lately. Weather, animals, pets, you know, just the, the usual with that. But Um, It's been a good couple of weeks and excited to jump in today. So how to be exceptional and part of what, so I'd had this thought a while back of people want to be, they want a free pass. People expect to get a free pass, but typically the people that expect to get a free pass are the ones that aren't showing up and aren't doing their best work and aren't adding value. They're the ones that are cutting corners and uh, not doing things to the best of their ability. So that was part of the thought where I was like, no, there are exceptions to rules, right? Like rules are the rules, but there are exceptions to it, which means there are times when that rule is set aside and superseded by somebody in authority to make an exception to that rule. And that's not a bad thing. It just means that that rule is suspended for the time and and a higher power makes an exception for it. So exceptions aren't bad, but they do happen. And the people that tend to expect them are the ones that typically shouldn't get them. So if, if somebody wants to be an exception to a rule, then they need to show up and be exceptional. So they need to be exceptional people and team members and coworkers and spouses And all of these different things, right? Like none of us want to be a statistic. We don't want to just be a number in a ledger that says, hey, this was statistically what was going to happen to you based on the year you were born or the place you were raised in or the culture you were raised with or the people you were around or the schools you went to. And we hear a lot about these statistics and most people are a statistic, but Not everybody is. And there are exceptions to the statistics. There are exceptions to the rules. And the way to figure out the key to unlocking those is to be exceptional. So today I've got 10 points on how to be exceptional. And these really are the key to unlocking exceptional. And I've been, again, I've been thinking about this for a few weeks and as I was mulling it over, there have been multiple scenarios in my life where I've had the opportunity to be the exception to the rule. I was given the opportunity. It wasn't necessarily something that I sought or asked for or looked after. They were just things that came to me. Some people would say it was luck. Some people would say it was in the right place at the right time. But that's because most people don't see the hard work and the dedication and the the behind the scenes that brought me into alignment with those opportunities. So I've I've been able to see this play out in both positive ways and negative ways. And I've had to fire I've I had to fire 3 people in the last couple of weeks from work and I put I don't know several more on notice. Like hey, you are on thin ice, so you're going to have to figure out you're going to have to shape up or ship out either way. And one thing that I realized in that was that they all, all three of the people that I had to let go, wanted to be the exception to the rule, but they didn't even want to follow the rules. So when I was having this conversation with each of them individually, I had called them into the office and had, you know, separation papers for them to sign and were detailing all of the things that we'd tried to do to fix the issues and what the ongoing things were. And 
They were all different people that worked different shifts, had different assignments within the restaurant. And one thing that was really interesting is that all three of them asked for another chance. All three of them said, please, this time it will be different. This is the last time that this is going to happen. I promise you that I'm going to show up. Please make an exception. Although between the three of them, there were 20 write-ups. So typically within the professional world, three write-ups equals a termination. Between three of them, I had 20. That's nearly seven write-ups per person in that scenario. So little did they understand and, and not at all did they appreciate that they had already been the exception because I should have terminated them sooner than I did. And each one of them in separate conversations, not knowing that the others had been called in, I had that conversation with them of, hey, here's the, tr- here's the track record, here's the paper record, here's the performance review, here are the ongoing issues, and we don't see a way forward because we don't see any progression, we don't see a solution, we don't see you as putting as much effort into keeping your job as we are putting in to help you keep it. And all three of them asked for another chance. They said, please give us another chance. We'll prove you right this time. We'll change our behavior. And I had to tell every one of them, I'm sorry, but you've had multiple chances each and you haven't changed your behavior and you haven't done anything differently. So now this is the consequence of those actions. And it's unfortunate, but I can't make an exception any longer. That really brought into focus this thought of being exceptional, of being the exception. Like if you want an exception to the rule or an exception to the statistic or an exception to the norm, then you have to be exceptional. You have to give people a good reason to make an exception to what is supposed to be in the normal order of things within the culture or the society or the organization. And there are ways to do that successfully. There are ways to replicate that over and over. And as I was thinking about it, I was looking back through the pattern of my life. I think about in college, they made me um, an assistant dorm supervisor to help look after the dorm. And I was the youngest dorm supervisor that they had ever selected. They made an exception because typically they didn't allow people under a certain age to hold that level of responsibility. So they had to have a special meeting, come together, decide if I would be the right fit and could be faithful with that additional responsibility at a young age. So they made an exception for that. Um, in, In the workplace, I was in a leadership development program that was supposed to be 24 to 36 months where I traveled all over the country opening up restaurants and helping get people off of their feet, get entire teams trained, and then I would be sent on to the next one. And my husband and I did that together. The program was designed to be 24 to 36 months, but throughout the course of it, we had the opportunity um, to apply for the franchise that we have in Pueblo now. And we also had the opportunity to ask to exit the program early because of when we would be taking the restaurant and there was all these set of circumstances. So the, the leaders of that program all had to get together and vote yes, like, hey, we're going to make an exception that instead of releasing Sydney from her duties and responsibilities that she committed to for 24 to 36 months, we are going to allow her to exit the program at 19 months instead. So I was able to leave early in order to continue to pursue career opportunities. And so there's a set of, there's a pattern and there's a set of principles that if you follow them, it's going to set you up and align you to be the exceptional because you're going to show up and be exceptional. You're going to stand out. You're going to show up differently. You're going to make waves. People are going to notice because anybody that does these things, much less all 10 of them, create something special every single time. And people notice when there's something special going on. I think about that in my restaurant. I have all kinds of people that are facing all kinds of challenges, all kinds of reasons why they can't be what they want to be or do what they want to do or, or follow what they want to follow. But the there's a phrase that we use at the restaurant and it's winners find a way. And I found that to be true where the people that 
truly are seeking to grow, seeking opportunities, seeking to be exceptional are going to find a way, even if it's difficult, even if it's challenging, even if it stretches them. So these 10 principles are the things that will help set you apart in order to be exceptional. And and you don't ever have to go out to ask to be treated specially or to be made an exception, those opportunities come to you because of how you're showing up. Principle number one, don't expect to be pr- treated specially. I'm going to say that again. Principle number one, don't expect to be treated specially. We've been raised in a generation, we've raised a generation of people that believe that they need to be rewarded and recognized just for doing the bare minimum, just for showing up, just for being present. Even if the work is shoddy, even if the attitude is shoddy, even if things are partway done, the attitude is, but at least I showed up. At least I was a warm body. It doesn't matter if I was a million miles away in my mind or I was disengaged or I did things partially. They want to, you know, hey, well, it doesn't matter if I was disengaged and I had all these issues. I've been with you for a year, so now I deserve a raise. I expect to be treated specially because I showed up, because I was a warm body. So principle number one is breaking that. And I know our current generation has been built around that. So it's a lot more complicated to do that than you would expect. But number one, don't expect to be treated specially. Expect to be treated like anybody else. Expect to show up and have to earn the opportunity that you're not that you're given, not just be given one because you're breathing or because you try sometimes. That's principle number one. Principle number two, do your best consistently. That's one of the toughest things, the consistently piece, because I have a lot of people that show up and they do their best for a day or they do their best for a week or they do their best for a month and then they get tired of trying because they didn't get um, a promotion in four weeks flat or they didn't get a raise in two weeks or they didn't get awarded overtime hours to be able to make time and a half within their training time because they're still learning things and still training. And then they get frustrated or angry or upset or disenchanted because they felt like their 21 days of effort or their 30 days of effort or showing up for a couple of months and doing their best should open up every door in the world. And the reality of the situation is you have to do your best consistently because trust takes time. Opportunity takes time. Building those relationships takes time. So the second secret to being exceptional is to do your best consistently. If you become the kind of person that just does the best you can with whatever you have been given, that's already going to make you different because every single one of us are given tasks and responsibilities that we don't want any part of, that we don't want to have to think about, we don't want to be responsible for, we don't want to have to learn, we don't have to get, we don't want to have to get good at. Um, and there's all kinds of examples that I could give you in my life as a business owner of of jobs and responsibilities that I have that I genuinely hate. I hate thinking about it. I hate doing it. I hate processing it. All of it. But my my DNA, the way that I've built myself and that the Lord has helped me become is that my mindset is if I'm going to do something, I don't want to just halfway do it. Life is too short, too precious it life is too many things to waste it by halfway doing things and so when you can come in and you can decide that as a person part of my character is that I am fully committed to doing my best consistently in everything that I do every day now does that mean I'm perfect or that I do it correctly every time or I try my best 100% of the time no I wish I could say yes, but I can't because I am entirely human. I get tired. I get worn out. I get depressed. I get discouraged. But when my when part of my focus and part of who I am and part of my brand of Sydney Miller is that I'm going to show up and I'm going to do my best consistently over time, day in and day out, then that means that those moments of time when I'm not giving my best are brief and they're few and far between. And pretty quick, I'm able to snap myself out of it because I've decided that part of who I am as a person and the way I show up in the world is to do my best consistently. Then I don't have to have other people telling me to do that or reminding me to do that or asking or begging me to do that, which is what I was having to do with these three 
former employees. I was having like, hey, can you please show up on time? Can you please show up in your uniform? Can you please do your job properly? And so part of the principle of being exceptional, the second one is to do your best consistently. That's an exceptional trait because most people don't inherently have the discipline or the mindset or the character to do that. The good news is all of those things can change and all of those things will change if we focus on it and think about it and work on it. So principle number two, do your best consistently. Principle number three, make things better than you found them. This is something we traveled in, in a youth group when I was growing up. We were in church, we grew up in church all the time. So we would go to summer camps and vacation Bible schools and field trips. And we'd have, you know, multiple 15 passenger buses filled with kids. And one of the things that the pastor always said to us at the beginning of every trip was remember anywhere we go, whether it's a park, a restaurant, a bathroom facility, a gas station, a church. This group of 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 people, we need to leave everything better than when we found it. So if you see trash on the ground, even if it's not ours, pick it up. If you see something that's out of place, straighten it. If you find a way to make something better, we want to be a force for good in this world. So as we go, if we can make everything we touch just a little bit better than when we found it, then that's how we want to show up. That's how we want to represent the name of Christ. This is how we want to represent this ministry. Even if we were a bunch of rough and tumble, rowdy teenagers, which is at times we absolutely were. We got ourselves, I mean, I was queen of pranks, so I could act like I was, you know, following everybody else. But I got us into plenty of trouble. But this idea that has stuck with me my entire life is make things better than when you found them. That means you have to bring a certain level of awareness. You have to be paying attention to details But when you consistently show up with the intent that you are going to leave a mark, not necessarily with your name on it or it's big flashing lights or everybody's looking at you or congratulating you or patting you on the back, when your genuine care, your genuine focus is just to make things better than, than you found them. That includes places and people and jobs and ministries it means that you try to just figure out like okay this may be fantastic as it is this may be great but is there a way that I can tie a bow around it is there a way that I can make it just a little bit better is there something that I can leave behind for the next person that's going to help make their life easier their job easier help encourage them help make things to be more streamlined so exceptional people if you want to be the exception then that's one of the things that you're going to build into your DNA principle number four Bring other people's dreams to life. And I know that that's one that some people are kind of going to scratch their heads a little bit initially. But hear me out on this one. We live in a day and age when we're told to follow our dreams and to chase our dreams. And where being an influencer or an entrepreneur or a a startup business owner or a women-owned business or all these different things are really put on a pedestal. And the thing about that is if you want the opportunity to bring your dreams to life, that means you are going to get the opportunity to do that when you help bring other people's dreams to life. Another example from the time that I was in that program, I was in a leadership development program and I did it in 19 months. But part of my job was to go in and set up a brand new restaurant for a brand new owner and set it up how he or she wanted it. So my my questions to them were, what are the top three things that would make this grand opening wildly successful for you? What would bring to life what your dream of a team has been or your dream of running a restaurant? What do you want it to look like? And nearly every time, those people responded differently than how I would have. So now I have my own place, my own restaurant, my own dreams that I get to bring to life. But there was a season of time and before that I worked as a general manager in a restaurant and my job wasn't to create the dreams or to follow my dreams or to build something. It was to bring my boss's dreams to life. So what do you want in a team? How do you want systems and processes? What clicks for you? What what makes you look at this business and think that this is successful for you? So I spent a lot of years pouring into bringing other people's dreams to life. But I would find out what their dream was, what their hope, what their goal, and my number one goal throughout the time on that assignment would be to bring it to life as best I possibly could. 
So I would put it in the communication. I would build it into the systems and processes that were being put into the restaurant and talk to the team. We would talk about it in orientation and in training sessions. We would provide materials built around those things. And that's part of the reason I was given the opportunity to exit the program at 19 months was because I intentionally figured out how to bring other people's dreams to life. Because when you do that, you're marked as exceptional. Because I didn't try to go off and do my own thing and bring my dreams to life because they weren't mine to bring. In that time, it wasn't my turn. And really, we all have turns. We will get the opportunity to show up. We will get the opportunity to chase our dreams. We will get the opportunity to bring our own dream to life one day. But oftentimes, we have to start by bringing other people's dreams to life. Then in 2017, I took over my restaurant. I got my turn to build my team from the ground up and bring my dreams to life. And very, very quickly, I found that my favorite thing to do is to turn around and still bring other people's dreams to life. So I have people working for me that want to be surgeons and historians and teachers and police officers and welders and engineers and so many incredible things. And I get the opportunity to turn around and help them bring their dreams to life through training programs and through reading books and through mentoring sessions and through um, recommendation letters and connecting them with the right people and the right opportunities to help bring their dreams to life. So it turns out that the trait of an exceptional person is somebody that is pretty much always helping other people bring their dreams to life because we can be awfully self-centered. We can be awfully self-focused. So when you come across those people that genuinely want to help you bring your dream to life and they're willing to help and assist you, I have an important meeting this week and I had a friend that texted me over the weekend. He was like, hey, you have that important meeting this week. Is there any way I can help you prepare for it? There was not expected anything in return. That was just a kindness because his goal is to help bring other people's dreams to life. And that was really neat. That's exceptional. That stands out to me. That meant a lot to me um, because somebody went out of their way to do that. Principle number five, care about the right things, ignore the rest. So it's really easy to care too much or not care at all because as humans, we're very volatile creatures. We're very all or nothing creatures. We tend to be very dramatic and swing onto the opposite ends of the spectrum. We tend to be polarizing creatures. And so we'll take stances and beliefs and different things to to the far ends of the spectrum and then die on those hills. But really, we're not spo- we don't have to care about everything, but also we don't have to not care about everything. There's a healthy balance between caring about the right things and ignoring the rest. For example, within my business, I'm the only franchise of this kind in the entire county that I'm in. So that means I'm all by myself and I get to make all of the decisions for what I do in my county with myself. So in other areas, there are multiple restaurants of the same kind and they have to collaborate with other business leaders and try to figure out like, okay, how do we do this at a unified front? How do we communicate this consistently? How do we make this a great experience for our guests? So I've got a different dynamic going on when I'm the one that's here all by myself. And sometimes I make decisions that are a little bit outside the norm for what most people within my business would do. Um, Whether it's how we structure the pay scale or how we structure leadership or what kind of uh, expectations we have or the service execution that we bring or the different community involvement events that we try to be a part of. And those are my prerogative to make those specific decisions. With that, I have a lot of people that tell me I'm A, crazy, and B, highly risk tolerant uh, because I'm willing to do things that have never been done before and I'm willing to experiment and try new things that if they don't work, I can go back to doing what I was doing before, which is working really well, or I figure out something that worked even better and we continue to evolve as an organization, evolve as a team, refine our craft, get better at what we do. So I'm not afraid to experiment. I'm not, I am afraid to fail, but I've learned that most times failure isn't failure. It's, it's an experiment and you learn from it and you come away with more experience and understanding and knowledge than you had before, which when you can apply it is wisdom. So we really have to be intentional to care about the right things and ignore the rest because I have people that tell me I'm crazy or highly risk tolerant or I'm an idiot to try new things, especially if they're within, without the realm of what's normal and what's comfortable. 
We saw that during COVID because everything changed. And I realized very rapidly that we had to change the way we were doing everything. And honestly, coming out on this other side of it was even more complicated because going into it, we were all kind of in lockstep. We were all doing the same things, expecting the same things, hearing the same things, whereas coming out of it was wildly different from health department to health department, from the World Health Organization to the CDC. States were like state to state. It was different. It was very challenging and difficult. So coming out of it was even tougher than going into it, at least sitting in my seat. And so if we care about the right things, then that's what's going to move the needle forward. That's what's going to help us grow and develop. That's what's going to help us be successful. If we care about everything, we're going to get lost in indecision, lost in uncertainty, lost in fear of what other people think. But also if we don't care about anything, then that's when we become harsh and hard and cynical and unreasonable. So we really have to care about the right things and ignore the rest. So the right things are, is this best for the role that I'm in? Is this the best way to serve the people that I answer to? Is this the best way to help build my team? And so when you can figure out what the right things to care for and you do, and then you just ignore the rest, whether um, it's good or bad, then that helps you keep on a steady line, whether you've got people that love what you're doing or people that hate what you're doing. And for each, you know, depending on where you are in your life or what your belief system is or what your background is or what your role is, that's going to look different. But you really need to get clear about caring about the right things and just ignoring the rest because there's always going to be people that tell you that you're wrong or that you're thinking the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or that you're crazy or that what you're trying is never going to work. And that's why most people aren't going to be exceptional. Most people will not be the exception to the rule. They're going to be the bare minimum of the rule because going outside the lines and doing things differently puts you in a class of your own. And it can be scary. It can be lonely. You can be ridiculed. You can be made fun of. And those things are things that we socially don't like because it makes us uncomfortable when we have to face those things. When we can get really clear about caring about what the right things are for our family, for our business, for our team, for our organization, and then ignoring the rest, then that helps us to move the needle forward and to care deeply and to have extremely clear focus. And that's one of the principles of how to be exceptional. Principle number six is to understand that great opportunities are almost always disguised as hard work. I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me and said something along the lines of, wow, must be nice to be so lucky, or it must have been pretty cool to have be born with a silver spoon in your mouth, or wow, Sydney, you are such an overnight success. This is incredible. And I have to laugh at myself a little bit every time that happens because the reality is the overnight success took years and years and years of working, starting from when I was 15 years old and when I got my first job. And then I had to be responsible to put myself through college. So during the school year, I took 21 credits nearly every semester and worked three jobs. During the summer, I worked two 40-hour-a-week jobs, so I worked 80 hours a week. I was gone before the sun came up, and I was back when the sun came down. So I spent years and years and years building up for the opportunity that I have, and really that great opportunities almost always come disguised as hard work, and that's what makes people exceptional is that most of us want to go the easy route. We just want to do the simplest thing or the thing that's right in front of us or the thing that we know or that we are familiar with. And really, those exceptions, those exceptional opportunities, those exceptional people, they aren't afraid of hard work. They're not afraid to roll up their sleeves and put in the time and do the work for the opportunity because opportunities don't take advantage of themselves. Like they may be there for you. I think of so many um, athletes, you know, like they are football players or basketball players and they come from nothing, right? They come out of the hood. They come from nowhere, from nobody, And then they get this once in a lifetime, one in a million opportunity to make lots of money and to make an impact and make a name for themselves and change the history and the trajectory of their family. But if you look at how many of them are broke five years after exiting the NFL, for example, it would blow your mind. So 
great opportunities come disguised as hard work. It means they have to have hard work to be disciplined and to budget their money and to invest it, not spend it on flashy things and loud, loud lifestyles. So we have to understand that in order to be exceptional, great opportunities are almost always disguised as hard work and that we do have to roll up our sleeves, put in the time, put in the effort, not be afraid to, to build something because that's going to be what sets apart people to be exceptional. Principle number seven, be genuine, humble, and honest. Those are all three distinct character traits, but all extremely important if you want to be exceptional, if you want to beat the statistics, if you want to be an exception to the rule, genuine. People can tell when you are being real and uh, transparent and when you're not we have a way of just sensing those things, I think, as humans. So when you can be genuine, when you can be humble, so nobody loves an arrogant jerk. That's hard for somebody to get along with, right? Like maybe you got these exceptional opportunities, but if you are a jerk to other people or you treat people about it, you talk down to people, you're hurting yourself in the long run. And honest, People will tell you that in today's dog-eat-dog world, if you're going to climb the corporate ladder, if you're going to make something of yourself, you're going to have to bend the truth from time to time. And that's, I mean, honestly, outright even lies. And I've seen that over the decades that I've been working and in business and in, in the world. So if you want to be exceptional, if you want to be an exceptional human, then when you can show up and be genuine and humble and honest and you can encapsulate all three of those things and embody all three of those things as one person, then you have primed yourself and you've set, set yourself in a successful path to be uniquely exceptional. For people to say, hey, like you are, you have integrity and you have honesty. I can trust you with these things. So when you can be genuine, you can be real, you can be really you. And I think so many of us are afraid to be genuinely, fully, completely us. And what we find ourselves doing is spending our entire life being a very poor second rate version of somebody else. When really we were each created with a unique purpose, a unique role and a and unique adventure that was written just for our lives. And when we can be truly, uniquely, entirely, genuinely ourselves and not not the lower version of ourselves, but really practicing to be the best version of ourselves when we can be humble in that uh, and understanding that none of us have arrived and we're all on the journey together and and honest. If we can be truthful, not only with ourselves and with others, and that's going to uniquely set us up to be exceptional. Principle number seven or principle that was principle number seven. Principle number eight. Ask for help if you need it and always be willing to help others. I am very bad at asking for help most of the time. And it's something that this year especially I've been going out of my way to practice asking for help. So I've hired on um, some different coaches and some different people that can speak into my life. I've carved out time to meet with people and ask them questions and pick their brain and get better at things that I'm not because that's something that I recognize is a blind spot for me and something that I'm not always great at. But that doesn't mean that I have to be handicapped by it or stay stuck in that. So I'm actively going out of my way to learn and build that habit into the character of my life of being willing to ask for help when I need it, which turns out is pretty often <laughs> when I'm willing to ask for it. But the thing is, like, we get the opportunity to learn from other people, learn from what they know, learn from their mistakes, learn from their expertise, and that saves us time and effort when we can apply it effectively. And how much more can we have an impact on the world? How much more can we get done when we're willing to learn from other people's highs and other people's lows? And on the flip side of that, always be willing to help someone else if you need it. And last episode, we talked about not my problem and what those fail those safeties need to be in place if you're a natural helper um, because not everybody actually that actually asks for help wants it and so if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that one scoot back over and hear that because it brings a really good perspective on um, if you do have the heart of a helper and your default answer is just yes to everyone everything every time that's that's not healthy because it doesn't have boundaries and every healthy thing in our life is going to have boundaries it's going to be if it's not clearly delineated, if there's not some principles in place, then um, it's too easy for us to veer off into the weeds and get lost. And so 
Principle number eight, ask for help if you need it. In order to be an exceptional person, you don't have to be superhuman. You don't have to be the person that does everything all by yourself and you carry it and you have to be part of every single piece of it. That's not how that works. But when you are like exceptional, people are willing to seek where their blind spots are, where their weak spots are, and actively seek ways to improve, to grow in those areas, to surround themselves with people that can help coach them and train in better habits into their lives. On the flip side of that, they're also going to be willing to help other people who need it. And and that's going to be the trait one of the traits of an exceptional person is that you're going to find that they're willing to give, but they're also willing to take when, when those times are right and when they recognize that they need the help and need the support. Principle number nine, work with integrity. Do the right thing, not the easy thing. This kind of go, comes back to the genuine, humble, and honest because the world will tell you that in order to be successful, in order to get ahead, you have to take advantage of people or you have to lie or bend to the truth or make yourself look good at the expense of your coworkers, other people around you. And that's not true. The truth is that if you do things in integrity, that you do things the right way, even if it's not the easy way, it may take you longer to get to where you're going, but you are going to do it more successfully with more intention and, and more like a better outcome in the end. So it may be the slower route, but every single time it is the better route because a reputation takes a lifetime to build and it takes a lot longer to rebuild if you break it or if you destroy it because you decided not to work in integrity. Integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody is watching. Integrity is doing the right thing even when doing the wrong thing is easier. And we have to make trade-offs and choices like that every day of our lives. It doesn't matter if it's in school deciding whether to cheat or ask for somebody else's test answers or whether it's in the job setting, whether it's to tell the truth to your employer that you overslept your alarm and not tell them a lie that your dog got loose or you got a flat tire or your grandma died for the seventh time, which are all excuses that I hear on a very regular basis. And so... A person that's going to be exceptional, one of the principles is that they're going to do their work with integrity. They're going to do the right thing, not the easy thing, because in the long run, that's going to pay off exponentially more because people are going to say, wow, that's exceptional. That stands out to me. That's different. I have an opportunity in my mind that I'm not, I don't really want to give to anybody else, but I want to give it to this person because I recognize their high character. I recognize their integrity. I recognize that they came in and they did the right thing even when nobody said anything or encouraged them in it or told them that they needed to do it. Those things stand out. Um, I've had, I've been the beneficiary of that, of when people, when I've been in, integrous and I've had integrity, it's given me opportunities and it's opened up doors for me on the flip side of that, when I've watched people consistently show up and do the right thing simply because it's the right thing to do, they're the first ones I go to. That are, They're the ones that I seek out and I say, hey, I have an opportunity for leadership or I have an opportunity for a project manager or I have a, a, an opportunity for a specialty role that I'd love for you to be able to step into. That's because I've seen this track record of integrity. And so people know, they, they notice, they see, just because you don't get called out when you blur the lines or when you choose the easy thing over the right thing doesn't mean that people don't see it and aren't watching. But oftentimes the people that do have that integrity are the exception because people are watching and they do notice and it gives them the opportunity when somebody else who's just default is to do the easy thing may not get that opportunity because they're not being exceptional so they're not going to be an exception and the 10th and final principle is this be kind and not nice <laughs> so often we use that those words kind and nice interchangeably and we act like they mean the same thing Words really matter and they don't mean the same thing. There is a very distinct difference between kind and nice. Here it is. Kind is speaking the truth in love. Nice feels good. So, for example, when I had to fire those three young men in the last couple of weeks... I told them some hard things that they didn't really want to hear, that were hard for them to accept, hard for them to swallow. But when I got done, all three of them thanked me 
because I spoke the truth. I didn't give them a free pass. I didn't make an exception for poor behavior. I didn't give them the opportunity to come back and wreak havoc in my business again. But I did speak the truth in love. I told them the truth about the consequences of their actions, but I also spoke truth about what they're truly capable of if they would own up to it, if they would become responsible for their lives, if they would own own themselves. The opportunity that they would have could be endless. And I spoke that truth into their lives. Now, it was hard truth. It was tough love. But kindness is speaking the truth. It's not fudging the truth or twisting the truth or softening the truth. It's speaking the truth. I called somebody um, a business partner earlier this week and I said, hey, there's a vendor that we have and they're not walking in integrity and they're taking advantage of you at my at for for me and so I'm gaining off of it but it's at your expense and I don't feel right about it this this person has lied to me and lied to you multiple times this person is not a good fit for us or for the work that we're doing and I've had that conversation directly with that vendor multiple times face to face so I'm not going around or talking about or going above I've gone to this person multiple times and said hey you're making some shady decisions you are not telling the truth you are lying you are calling into question everything that you tell me because you are not on this path of integrity and if you want to continue in this opportunity with this company and really he's like this is his this is his golden opportunity this will either make his business for decades to come or it's going to break him and the choices that he's making are leading down the path of being broken and i i told him i was like look i want you to succeed i know this has been a dream of yours for decades and this is your big break this is your big opportunity and you're not taking advantage of it. You're not treating it for what it is. And it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your company. It's going to cost you this opportunity. It's going to cost you decades of work because you're not telling the truth. Because you're taking advantage of, of other people. Because you're not making decisions with integrity. You're making shady decisions that call into question and put you under scrutiny and all of your actions underneath a magnifying glass because the people that you're working for and the people that have given you this opportunity can't trust you. And I'm not telling that because I'm going to gain anything from it. But I am telling him that because that's that's what kindness is. Kindness is speaking the truth. Those are hard truths. Those are painful truths. But I'm speaking them in love because I want best for my business. I want best for his business. And I want best for the broader company that we're both serving. And those things are not being fulfilled. So I went to him and I went and there was, you know, nothing changed. As a matter of fact, some of it changed for the worse after that conversation. Well, after like the fifth conversation. So then I felt, okay, well, I've done everything that I can do to be kind here. And it's getting to the point where it's not serving my business well. It's not serving the the partners that we work with well at all. And they need to know about it. So I've now had three, four, five different conversations with them where I've been saying, hey, speaking the truth in love, this isn't working. This isn't, this isn't integrity. This isn't truth. This isn't being applied properly. There are things that you should question and things that you need to know because you brought him on as a partner and he's not being a faithful partner in this business. So the difference between kind and nice is that you are fully committed to speaking the hard truth, but you're speaking it in love. Because speaking truth without love is harsh, it's cutting, it's biting, it, it breaks down without building back up. But when you speak the truth in love, it brings that balance of, hey, I said some really hard things, but it's because I care and it's because I genuinely want to see best and I want to see this work for everybody. Whereas nice feels good. Nice says, oh, hey, you did a great job. And then you turn around and call their boss's boss and then they get into trouble. But you're not willing to have the conversation with yourself. That's cowardly. That's under the table. That is not walking in integrity the way we talked about before. So if you're going to be exceptional, you have to have great courage in order to speak truth without watering it down or making it palatable or more acceptable or changing it to be softer than it actually is because sometimes truth can be harsh truth can be a a tough pill to swallow 
but you have to be able to deliver it in love and a genuine heart of making the be- others better around you, which goes back to the other principle of make things better than you found them. And so these all tie together. I know it's 10 separate principles, but every single one of them is linked to the other. And when you get a full picture of what these 10 things are, You have created an exceptional person. You have created a person that people want to make exceptions to the rules for in all the best ways. And and these are things that you can apply, you can build in, you can practice because all 10 of them are 100% in your control. They're not in your circumstances or your upbringing or your scenario or where you work or who your boss is or what your coworkers are like. This is literally how you can be recognized and be exceptional because exceptional people are the ones who get exceptions to the rules and we shouldn't expect it. That's principle number one. Don't expect to be treated specially. Expect to come in. Expect to work hard. Expect to have to build trust. But when you're doing all 10 of these things together, doors will open up that you never dreamed of. Opportunities will come your way that never occurred to you. You will get... You will get so many incredible opportunities when you show up and you decide, I am exceptional. I'm going to show up and I'm going to serve and I'm going to make things better and I'm going to be kind and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to do it in integrity and honesty. When you do all of those things, that's going to transform your family. That can transform the place that you work or the project that you're working on. It can transform the dynamics between your bosses where things may not be working the way they're supposed to be. But when you show up and you do these things, it's really, really hard to dislike or say no to somebody who's showing up in all 10 of these ways. And they're going to be the ones that get exceptions because they are exceptional. So the 10 principles to be exceptional in closing are one, don't expect to be treated specially. Two, do your best consistently. Three, make things better than you found them. Four, bring other people's dreams to life. Five, care about the right things, ignore the rest. Six, understand that great opportunities are almost always disguised as hard work. Seven, be genuine, humble, and honest. Eight, ask for help if you need it and always be willing to help others. Nine, work with integrity. Do the right thing, not the easy thing. Ten, and finally, be kind, not nice. So hopefully this gave you some really good content to chew on, mull over, think about, and hopefully apply to your life with some really, truly exceptional results. So with that, I will let you go, and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Graceful and Gritty Podcast. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or by email at gracefulandgritty at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.